Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're being joined today by Darren Fessler with Lakefront Futures. And we were just talking before the start of the final bell about this weather. And I think we are going to dive more intensely into it in just a moment because it is on the top of the forefront of so many of our producers' minds. But I think the first thing, Darren, is they look at that screen today and they're wanting to shut that monitor off, especially if they're looking at it from a grain perspective. Yeah, I think a lot of people have wanted to shut the monitor off the last few weeks, <laughs> especially anybody growing wheat. And it, it's been uh, it's been a, a extremely challenging. That's a that's even an understatement in this wheat market. And it, I think it's really starting to impact or has impacted, uh, you know, a lot of the other grains. Um, I think we could make a pretty darn bullish case for corn from a fundamental standpoint. I know there's some issues in there. But when you look at the, the fundamentals for wheat, the supply issue, the bean supply issue, I mean, we're somewhat lucky corn's not selling off more. Although the funds, I, in my opinion, uh, they continue to hammer corn uh, probably unseasonally. I, I certainly would be a little bit nervous getting overly bearish um, these levels this time of year, considering it is only March 11th. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that can happen. I mean, we could run into weather issues. I just stuff will get planted. It always does. But, uh, you know, the, the, the longer term outlook, we don't know how it's going to turn out. I, and to me, there's no premium put in this market at this point. But I think the biggest, the single biggest thing or the single biggest problem that corn is having is, is, is in the wheat complex. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you have funds that are continuing to hammer it away. Momentum traders continue to pound it away, you know, and, you know, until the March comes off completely off the board uh, later on this week, you know, it, it could be very well be just continue hammer wheat, which I think is going to have an adverse impact on corn. You brought up two interesting points. I mean, this crop, when we look at corn and beans, for example, I mean, once we get rolling, once the fields are ready enough, these guys can get a lot of planting done in a very short amount of time. And then you've got a crop that, as many folks say, can be killed nine times over uh, and still be able to survive. But this year, it just seems to have a different tone to it than what we've seen in past spring years. Yeah, I was talking to a lot of customers today down in Kansas. A lot of the wheat is is beautiful. It's 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 up. It's it's going. I mean, there's not there's plenty of moisture down there. Uh, and, and that's that's just it. Uh, we're not getting a lot of the sales that uh, a lot of tenders they are not coming to the U.S. I know that's hurting us, but it it still doesn't. We've sold this thing off over a dollar here. Um, and, you know, it you, you get to a point where it's OK, how much is enough? Is, is, is tomorrow going to be another down day or the next day? It, where's the bottom at? And, and guys start questioning. Uh, do they just step in here and buy this or do they, if they have hedges on, do we take off our hedges? And, you know, those are all things that, you know, we have to see some type of a bottoming start to form in, in the wheat complex. And then if we start to do that, or maybe, you know, the funds say, Hey, enough's enough. We do get that bottom and we see some action over the next couple of days. that's positive. Maybe that's our indication that maybe a bottom is in. And right now it's just, with with the beans with the fundamentals the way the beans are and with the lack of sales we're getting in the in the first the tenders on the wheat like i said it's it's just a complete drag on corn even though we're sitting here with you know 350 or 400 million uh less carryout expected versus last year 
you know, you could pinpoint, yeah, corn is beat up. There's no question about it. But then again, I go back to the calendar of March 11th and funds, you know, call it 180, 200,000 short right now with very little, um, uh, you know, weather premium put in here and a whole heck of a lot of uncertainties of how this thing is going to get off to off to the start and how production will go. It's just, you know, I think producers waiting for uh, some type of opportunity are just going to have to continue to wait and stay patient. I know that's easier said than done, especially when guys have bills to pay or rents due and all this stuff. It's just, it's, you got to stay patient. You just can't get can't beat yourself up in these type of markets. You know, the early planting is going on in the south, and we know that they've got a lot of wet concerns as well. Do you see that weighing in on our guys in the north? I could see it weighing in just a little bit. Um, I'd be much more concerned, you know, if we start getting out here in the next couple of weeks and we get some of these rains that they're talking about, and we start looking at April 1st, and not not very many guys have got any type of field work done yet, uh, especially across Iowa, uh, Illinois. I mean, obviously, Nebraska's had its, its fair share of problems this winter and last fall that very little field work's done. If I look at um, in Hydras, um, there's going to be a battle for tanks, I think, this spring. Um, and, and there's just a whole lot of work that has to get done before we even think about getting the planners rolling. And that, I think, could be some impact on this market. And just not only that, the, the financial impact. You talk about the, the waiting for anhydrous, the, the other fertilizer costs that will be in there, because everybody's going to want to do it right at the exact same time. Yeah, and that it goes to, you know, I have a lot of customers who are looking for multiple suppliers for tanks. And that it, 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 I think this, this spring, probably more so than the recent memory here, it, we haven't had the weather this fall that really get a whole heck of a lot done. We certainly have had not had in the weather this spring to get anything done. So it is going to be crunch time. And I know we can get a lot done in a short period of time, but there's still going to have to be a lot of positive weather days, a lot of drying out, a lot of melting yet to occur before we even, you know, think about getting into the fields. Definitely a lot of what ifs this planting season versus even last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's, Tons and tons of what ifs. I mean, we're still dealing with a tons and tons of snow in the Dakotas and in Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota uh, being one of the largest corn producers in the country, I mean, they won't turn a wheel before at least until April 1st. I mean, we won't probably turn a wheel until here until April 1st. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on this Monday, right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Darren Fessler joins us with Lakefront Futures. We cannot jump into livestock yet because we've got to talk about some excitement that happened with China today. Nice to see a confirmed sale, but like you said, it's not on the ship yet. Yeah, we uh, we sold 926,000 metric tons, about 34 million bushels of China. And you know, like, like you were saying, it'd be nicer if it was a little bit more and it was on the ship's off our off our land but uh, it is what it is and you know we're as we await this china news or a, a potential china deal uh there's no really set in stone uh, date of when the when presidents will meet here um but as negotiations are still going on and I, I still think you know as these things linger uh not just for the equity markets which are uh, having a nice day today but even the agricultural side of things is that we're we're just, it feels like we're kicking the can down the road for a lot of this stuff. 
and you know we're almost lacking some type of news because there's very very little news in the ag space right now outside of the continued beat down in wheat uh, we're just really looking towards the end of the month at this juncture uh towards the the you know the acres report and, and we'll kind of see how that shakes out maybe that provides the 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 movements that we need for the bulls to really start you know encouraging some more positive price action as you look at at this information that comes with china we know that the end of last week they pushed back the end of this month meeting how do you keep the momentum going keep the positives going shall we say for your customers as they look at china the lack of movement really we've seen in getting this all taken care of yeah i think that uh when speaking with customers all across the country it's it, there is probably some significant doubt that has been been built up over time because we've been hearing for a while now it's been progressing well it's been progressing well it, it, it's it's almost like how many times you have to hear that before you just you know you actually need to see some proof now you know we've been progressing well for a while but we haven't had a whole lot of results i think what one of the more interesting aspects of china buying this time of year is one it they typically don't buy a whole lot of beans this time of year and they're usually buying South America. So it's it's very interesting that China step in and buying the U.S. beans now when Brazil is coming online. And there's I mean, Brazil is not going to have the crop they did last year. Everyone knows that at this juncture, but it's still a decent crop. Argentina is still looking very good as well, too. So it is encouraging whether it's, you know, whether it's a, you know, kind of a, a I don't want to call it a sympathy type of purchase for the U.S. or just kind of a goodwill offering from from China. I mean, it's yet to be seen. Um, there was a report out last week saying that, hey, some of Chinese economic numbers were maybe not as good as what they had previously released. So you kind of question if they're releasing data that might be questionable. Well, what about their stocks? I mean, they did last year release. They have a lot more corn than they thought they did well it, it you just start doubting some you know some releases um and do they have the supplies i mean it's really counter seasonal to buy us when brazil's online but then again you know maybe it's 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 something that from a from a producer standpoint is it, it's maybe pushed to the side for right now and we focus more on risk management and and wait for a deal, hope for a deal that gets done. But I, I, I don't think you can bet the farm that something gets done with China, not at this point. Real quick, before we jump into livestock, we have a report, an acreage report coming out at the end of the month. Is there going to be a lot of weight put on this report? I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of weight put on this one in particular, just due to the sheer supply of beans we're dealing with. And now there was a, a private uh, firm that, you know, had, you know, down anywhere from 81 to 82 million on these acres on beans. And I think that is tremendously light. I think it's probably going to come in somewhere, just in my own opinion here, probably somewhere around that 87, uh, 87 and a half, 88 million on the beans. I do think there is more corn overall, but I do not think it's 93, 94. I'm more in the camp of this 90 and a half to 91 and a half million. I just do, do, I think, one, because of how the spring could shape up here, two, the inputs just to get corn in the ground, and two, or the third reason is I think the Dakotas, they're going to go away from beans, but if you look at the, the Iowa, Nebraska, Illinois, Minnesota, I don't think they're going to go too far off the rotations. Yes, they may rotate a little bit more back to corn, but it's not going to be a drastic amount. Your thoughts on cattle numbers, and we saw some struggles today. Is it because of Friday's cattle on feed report? Yeah, cattle on feed report I didn't think was all that bullish or bearish. I thought it was somewhat neutral. 
could you know you could pinpoint yeah maybe just a wee bit bearish but it wasn't to the point where um you know what you know a drastic sell-off anything like we had today it wasn't today's sell-off wasn't drastic i should say but you know we just had a pullback and you know if you look at the open interest in some of this fat cattle another record there you're giving getting plenty of opportunity in this fat market but also the the weather has not been that great the pin conditions obviously any feeders out there any cattle guys know the pin conditions have been terrible this entire winter to get a hold of you they can reach me directly anytime 402-366-0423 they can find me on twitter Facebook, Instagram, and they can always find us on our website at lakefrontfutures.com. Lots of information, and it's great to watch as well as the markets unfold, that is, during the day. Thanks so much to Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers as well. It is the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.